You're listening to Young PR Pros, episode 65. Christine Simpson in Ottawa, Canada. And I'm Julia Kent, also in Ottawa. So Julia and I both uh, read this article on Spend Sucks written by uh, Ginny Dietrich in in, in mid-August called Six Tips for Better Public Speaking. And I thought it would be great for us to talk about this topic today just because I know public speaking um, for some is really easy um, and for others it can be very difficult and even if you're an extroverted person who doesn't mind standing in front of a crowd doesn't necessarily make you a good public speaker and Ginny has a couple really good points about how um, uh, like what, what you can do to be a better speaker so um, Julia did you want to start I would like to start with my pet peeve which is one of Ooh. her tips Okay. Um, and that is PowerPoint slides. <laughs> and I'm very fortunate to work in a company that feels the same way I feel about PowerPoint slides. Mm-hmm. Ginny goes so far as to say that you shouldn't have any text on your slides yeah. or numbers or stats or anything. Um, I don't know if I would go that far, but what I can say is that I absolutely agree that they are not your speaking notes. They are visuals to support the, the things you are saying. Yeah. And there is nothing more painful than going, I'm thinking like public speaking, I'm thinking like university at this point or, you know, a conference or something. Um, there's nothing more brutal than someone having every word they're saying on a slide. It's just brutal. You know, the best use of PowerPoint slides I've ever seen was actually one of my favorite profs, John Walsh, who taught um, Canadian social history at Carleton. And, you know, it was a topic that I otherwise really wouldn't have cared about, but the way he presented made it so easy to follow. And he would use a visual and then maybe three or four words on a slide, and it would just guide the presentation. And then after the presentation, you could look at the slides and these words and visuals would trigger different points from his presentation. So I think that um, people get nervous and they want to you know, rely too heavily on their slides. That's what your speaking notes are for. You don't need to show, you know, it's like airing your dirty laundry, basically. You don't need to show um, your, your, you know, the cards you're dealt to your audience. You keep that close to your chest and you just give them pretty things to help guide um, the, uh, the presentation. So yeah, number one pet peeve. Honestly, I think rule of thumb, put as little as humanly possible on your slides. Actually, yeah, I, I had um, a teacher in uh, university, um, one of my linguistics teachers who used to do this as well, and it was, you know, just one image or one word or one number. Sometimes it would just be, we would get to a slide and the number 10 would be showing, but it was triggering that there was either 10 tips she was talking about, 10 lessons or whatever. And another thing that I want to just um, talk about PowerPoint slides before we go on to the next tip is that... Uh, each slide, if you're going to have a picture, if you're going to have a word or whatever you're going to put on your slide, make it one concept or one idea. So if you're talking about something, um, have the slide and the picture up behind you 
until you're finished that idea. And then once that idea is um, done, then you go off to your next slide. And if you think about a presentation, um, you don't want to put too many ideas. So one of a rule of thumb that I was given when I was in college and, and taking um, a public speaking class was uh, try to aim around 10 slides which means you should be limiting your presentation to 10 ideas. Uh, some people do it in three slides, three ideas. I mean, I, I, we've mentioned it in, in other episodes before um, about this magical number three, uh, where people have a tendency of remembering things in threes. Uh, so three slides, three ideas in your presentation, done. Um, now, it doesn't mean that you have just three sentences in your presentation. Uh, it just means that you have three core ideas, three things that you want your audience to take away. And then you've got three visuals to support those ideas. So your presentation can be an hour long with three PowerPoint slides, right? So just because your presentation's longer doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have more slides. Think about it as one slide represents one idea. That was one kind of um, advice that was given to me a while ago and I really I try to take that to heart and whenever I do any sort of presentations uh, one of the other tips that I find really interesting um, is what is your title of the presentation now in some cases uh, as you become uh, professional and uh, you get more involved in your industry and um, you're invited to, to, to speak at you know maybe networking events or professional development uh, development events, um, you're normally going to have to think of, a, a, I guess, a title beforehand that will be publicized to encourage people to come to your presentation. Now, if it's a school presentation, you may not have that chance to be able to publicize the title of your presentation before your presentation, but even when you walk into the room and you're ready to do your presentation and your first slide is the title, the title can really shape whether or not that's going to be a good presentation or not. Uh, if it's a long title that makes no sense or a bunch of words jumbled up there that makes no sense, as a member of the audience, I have no idea what I'm expecting. I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what you're going to talk about, which means I'm starting off on the wrong foot already because I'm already lost and I just saw your title. So, um, and same goes for if you're publicizing your presentation before the presentation. If your title doesn't say anything clearly, or if it doesn't make any sense, then who's gonna wanna actually come? So, Ginny says, uh, one of her tips is, does it pass the chili con queso test, which is one of her tests? Um, it should be compelling and interesting enough to get people to plan to attend your session, so if it's ahead of time. Um, and remember, we definitely judge a book by its cover. Just like if when I'm sitting down and I see the first slide, I'm going to judge your presentation, right? That, that first impression, you know, we talk about how first impressions are really uh, important. If my first impression is bad, then I'm going to sit through that entire presentation disappointed or lost, or I'm going to lose interest very quickly. So your title just like the first sentence that comes out of your mouth for your presentation can be the most important part of your presentation. So really think about your title and don't just throw up something random. Um, you know, think about it. Take a little bit of time before you uh, just write a title down. There was, a, you know, all six of Ginny's points are really important. Um, and, you know, a title's not something I necessarily would put a lot of emphasis on, but the way you put it and the way she put it, you know, makes it seem a little bit more important. I remember when I saw, the only time I've seen Ginny speak in person, and she was talking about marketing in the round, breaking down the silos, um, at a Third Tuesday Ottawa event. And uh, 
I loved how she really drove home points and that's what she means when she says I always have a takeaway and there was no way even if you were in the room and not really listening that you wouldn't have taken home her main point because she said it over and over and over and I'm not saying people are stupid or people are thick but people do need you to repeat something over and over and over and emphasize it for them to remember it and I will never ever forget Ginny's takeaway from that presentation which was a year at least ago um, which was measure your results and she said it, I mean, I don't know how many times she said it, but she said it enough that there's, today, I still remember what her takeaway was from that presentation. So um, I think that that's a really, you know, it's, it's important to have a theme and then to have a theme that, you know, a takeaway that is related to that theme. And, you know, Ginny very clearly did that. And it's one of the reasons she's obviously such a successful speaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a kind of a, a takeaway to that, um, as you're talking about these takeaways, and it's kind of like those, you know, three points or 10 points in your presentation. So you have, I, you know, s- certain ideas that you're going to give your audience um, and you want them to take, take that away. Um, think in tweets now, not because you want people to tweet your idea. I mean, this is obviously good if you're in an area, you know, talking at a a professional development or talking to the third Tuesday or IABC event, or if you get the opportunity to talk in front of professionals in, in communications, it's great to have your ideas in tweetable form. But if you think about it, tweets are 140 characters, which means it's one idea, one sentence that's easy to remember. So again, like I was talking about having the three slides with one idea per slide, each of those ideas should be conveyed in one sentence that can be tweeted. So something that's in 100 characters. And it doesn't have to physically be in 100 characters. It's just to remember that you can't, um, your idea can't be five ideas in one sentence or it can't be a complicated idea that, um, that you can't put in a tweet in a sense that is too complicated to understand. And even people who are conveying complicated messages, so for example, my fiance is a computer engineer. So at the end of the day, you know, I pick him up at work, we sit in the car, and then he starts talking about his day. Now, <laughs> being a computer engineer, he's not the best public speaker in the world. Um, but lately, he started to notice that I just didn't understand what he was trying to tell me. And natural, I'm not a computer engineer. I know a little bit of HTML code, but you know, if you're going to start talking about databases and networking, you've lost me, right? So what he started doing is he started, you know, telling me about his day in in such a way that he would use an analogy that I would understand. Um, and then his, he would actually have a takeaway at the end. He's like, so basically what I learned was this, and then he had an analogy for it um, so that I can understand it. So after a 15 to 20 minute drive in the car and he's explaining this, I still get out of the car and I know exactly what he learned and I can repeat it in one sentence and I could probably tweet it in 140 characters. So it's, it's all about taking a complicated idea or a, you know, it, it's, maybe it's not always a complicated idea, um, but taking something and breaking it down into its core, like what exactly are you trying to communicate? What is that one sentence, that one key message? And make sure it's not only short enough to, to tweet, but it's, you know, it's something that can fit in someone's mind, a very short sentence that can fit in someone's mind and not take up too much space so that a year later, they'll still remember that they've got to measure their results. <laughs>
you know? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I loved Ginny's um, post today. It was really, really great. I, I know public speaking is something that um, can be very daunting uh, for some. Um, I remember taking the public speaking course in, in, in college and, you know, I thought it, I had it in the bag and I was like, ah, yeah, I'm good in front of people. I love talking to people. I could talk in front of people. And when I did my first presentation, I, I completely lost it. Like I was in that way is I wasn't following some of these tips. I had lots of words on my slide. No one was paying attention. I could tell that people were bored and I was trying to talk about a complicated idea. And I, you know, I had several ideas all over the place and there was not really a structure to my presentation. So, you know, um, when I, when I was done and I, I kind of looked over my presentation again, I said, okay, well, I, you know, I've got to change this. And now, um, I've been, I've been asked to speak at CPRS events and, you know, I take, I take these messages that, you know, Ginny shared with me and that my teachers shared with me, you know, three messages that are easily, easily digestible. Um, and if I'm going to have PowerPoint slides, which I don't always, sometimes I just put one picture in behind me that pretty much explains what my main topic is. And then that's it. I mean, you don't, a lot of people feel that they need a PowerPoint slide. They, they need something behind them, but you don't necessarily need anything, right? As long as your, your message isn't compelling enough, you could stand in front of everyone with nothing behind you and, and you could still have a good presentation with great takeaways and people will still remember it. Presentations are good for the visuals because, you know, some people do learn visually, but you know, you don't always need a PowerPoint presentation. So when, when you're thinking of doing a presentation, analyze whether you actually need it. Can, can you do the presentation without it? And also, sometimes it'll happen that you have to do your presentation without it. What if you show up and your computer doesn't turn on or something's wrong with the, you know, the, the system that's set up? Sometimes you actually have to give up your presentation. So if you have too much information in your presentation, you're relying too much on, on, on those images. You should be able to speak, you know, straight from the heart and, you know, convey yeah, your message. Exactly. Be comfortable with the content. Exactly. Yeah. And of course it goes without saying practice, 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 practice is probably the easiest way um, to gain confidence uh, to stand up in front of um, a group of people and present. And, uh, you know, if you want to do something like Toastmasters, I know a lot of people have done that and they've really enjoyed it. And really, it's it's just about practicing. That's all it is, is you get a chance to sit in front of a group of people and talk, co- comfortably talk and convey messages. So, Exactly. Um, any Anything else? Any other tips you want to share? No, I think we covered the major things, but people should definitely check out Janine's blog. Yes, yes. There's lots more information in there. Um, and I, I always love the way that Ginny <laughs> writes because she's a lover of food and, you know, so are you and I. <laughs> I mean, food is just awesome. And she pretty much talks about the presentation in a sense of um, Mexican food. So <laughs> it's an interesting way to, to look at yeah, to look at it. <laughs> We want to hear about uh, your ideas. You know, what are what are some of uh, your tips for a presentation, or what do you do when you're uh, starting to prepare a presentation? Uh, you can send us an email at youngprpros@gmail.com, or you can post a comment on our Facebook page, our LinkedIn group, on our Pinterest board, uh, on Google Plus, or you can catch us on Twitter at youngprpros, at Christine Simpson, and at Queen Julia. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.